little chair twerk. If you get hot, take that off. I will. Chair twerk. We weren't even in a chair. Oh, my little floor That's twerk. my little concrete twerk. Twerk, twerk, twerk. I'm just kidding. Born to be wild. Born to be wild. Hello. And welcome to this week's episode of Bleep That Out. Bleep that out. We just filmed our last week's episode sitting here. And if you are new here, hello, welcome. Bleep that shit the fuck out. Um, we signed an office space. So this is my podcast, my individual, I think I'm human too, will be filmed here. Savannah's and I's bleep that out will be here. Um, so we're very excited, but this is the real life. All we got is a rug and our max and our morals and values. But she cute. But she cute. But she is cute. She's actually more comfortable than I thought it would be. She's got a little cushion to her. Yeah. Last week, we spilled all the deets about New York Fashion Week because we just went there last weekend. That was why we didn't have an episode two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're back. We got a ton of questions. And normally, like, I don't like doing questions. I love these where it's just like us chit-chatting, yeah. living our best life, kind of talking about whatever the hell we want to talk about. Um, but since I feel like we've got so many questions, I feel like we can throw in some if we if we want to answer For any sure. random questions. So Savannah and I talked about how we met recently, but that was one of the questions that I kept seeing come in is like, how did we meet? But Still? we've already said that. Yeah, we said that. I want to say episode one or two. Yeah, and I feel like we talked about it in your I Think I'm Human 2 podcast too. At yeah. some point. So if you want to hear those fun stories, we would love for you to go back and listen and just kind of like hear the history, mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. Um, but we really haven't known each other that long. I think that's what surprises people the most is that it's only been like two years. Yeah. When people asked us that, they were yeah. like in New York, they were like, how long have you guys been friends? Mm-hmm. And we we're like, um, like two years, really only like a full year, year yeah. where we've been like die hard at each other's sides pretty much every fucking day like we facetime as soon as we leave type shit yes i'm never oh my god i didn't say this in last week's episode i'm spilling the fucking beans i do not care i'm bleeping that shit out you're not believing that shit out i have never in my life seen savannah as crabby as she was when we were leaving new york i literally saw her sister this week and i was like your sister terrified me. And she's like, no, I've been telling you guys, Savannah has a dark side. And I was like, you terrified me. I literally, I, I, me, myself and I, Catherine Ebbs went quiet because I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I get one of two ways when I'm crabby. I either shut the fuck down completely or I am spicy and I'm a spitfire. So we went out the night before we had to leave New York, but we had to get picked up in our Uber at 3.30 in the morning. Okay. It's 3.40. So we get downstairs, this little old man's like putting us in his car. He we didn't get home rude. till one though. Like we didn't get back from like the event till oh, yeah. one. And Savannah didn't sleep. Thanks. I didn't, I completely mm-hmm. skipped that part. Bleep that out. Um, Savannah didn't sleep at all because you're not a napper. And I was like, I don't even care if it's an hour. I need a fucking hour. Savannah stayed up. She was like editing stuff on her phone at one in the morning, two in the morning, three in the morning. This little old guy is like trying to put us in the Uber, but she had to sit in the far back and he's like shoving bags in. She's like, excuse me. Can I sit down, please? I was like, (laughs) I was like, bro, where do you want me to sit? I'm like, I I don't know. I will say that's my biggest complaint about Ubers right now. They... It'll be like up to four, right? And I, this is one thing I wish, Uber, if you're listening to this, take this feedback. Literally. I wish there was a setting where you could tell how many people you have because you'll, you'll choose a car up to four people. Four people should mm-hmm. fit. Then they won't let you sit in the goddamn front seat. And I'm like, I don't get that. What the, what right. the hell is the point? Like, then they get like mad that you have four people. Yeah. And then they're like, we have to clean out the seat. 
and throw big fit. And it's like, well, you said four people. So, right. I wish we could like say that. And then if you can't, if you're not letting the front seat be open, well then fuck you. You don't get to take my money. Like, then you can't say you have four yeah. seats available or even like we'll do the XL going to the airport. There was four of us with bags. I've come to learn after I asked an Uber driver, they can't see the destination of where they're going when they pick it up. Yeah. It's like a safety thing, which I get, but I'm like, well, I typed in the airport. I wish it could say, like, do you have yeah. luggage? Maybe that is a feature. I did hear, though, that with Ubers, like, you have to be, you have to have a specific, like, feature that allows you to go to the airport. Some Ubers can't. So you have to, like, pass a separate screening to well, be an airport driver. We picked the six people. We got an mm-hmm. XL, so our luggage would fit. We barely fit in there. It was like a minivan, like a small minivan. And, like, shoving bags in. Then Raphael had to sit up front. The guy was, again, mad. Really? And I'm like, this should fit six people. So this should fit four with luggage. Easy. Yeah. So easy. Or when we, when my mom, Raphael and I Ubered to the airport, this guy picked us up in a Honda Accord and was like mad when we came out with luggage. And I'm like, I get it. Like you can't see where we're going. So you didn't know like the airport that we're going to the airport and we're going to have luggage. But I'm sitting here like, I just wish that was a feature. I don't understand it. They should have an airport feature because especially going to some of the places, like if you're traveling, you don't know how many suitcases someone's going to have anyway. Yeah. But like for the trip we were just on, we needed a lot of shit. Yeah. Like a lot of options. Uh-huh. So we had more suitcases than normal. But like, and we brought all the podcast stuff, even though we didn't film. So that was on me. But a for effort though. I mean, it was effort. so busy. There was no way. Like we really did try. We tried so hard to find a time to film it, but we were go, go, go. Like yeah. nonstop. Or even in Europe, when I was there with my mom and like my family in the beginning of the year, um, we had six people. So we were ordering Uber X's everywhere. And I get that for a different example of like, if it's a max of six people mm-hmm. and you have luggage, like I can understand that. But we were ordering sixes and there was one time it was like, when like European cars are different. It was like a condensed minivan. So like, I'm not exaggerating. My mom and I are in the backseat like this. And like, it was literally like a sitting on a stool. And I'm sitting here like, if we were to get into a car accident right now, we would lose our life. Like genuinely we would die. So crazy. And I hate that because I'm like, this is so awkward to me. I just, I don't know. I want Uber to kind of like figure that out because, and the other thing, these drivers are fucking wild. Yeah. That was where you caught attitude on Sunday when we were on Monday, when we were driving home, I was like, so on board. I was so pissed. This guy is racing through the streets of New York at four in the morning. And I was like, what the hell? Then he goes to miss the exit. So instead he goes to like, he's missing the exit. He goes to cut across. There's a car coming. So he doesn't. So he stays in the far right lane, then wants to go to put it in reverse on the highway, on the massive highway in New York. I'm like, I then ended up not doing it because I was like this, are we going to die right now? So then he adds, mind you, we're running late, not running late, but like she likes to be at the airport two hours early. I am not that I'm like comfortable at about an hour early. You drop your bags, you go through security. You're almost always guaranteed to make your flight right on time with still time to get coffee, depending on the time you're flying in the airport you're flying out of. So we had plenty of time, but like when that happened, her anxiety I could feel was giving me more anxiety then the added 10 minutes to our trip. And I'm sitting here like, motherfucker, it's 3.30 in the morning. There's nobody on the roads. What are you paying attention to? And then you got charged more. It's like, that was your fuck up, bro. Like, yeah, $40 gonna- more. That was $170 yeah. Uber. I was like, what? Yeah. To go 25 minutes. No, when I'm tired and crabby, I will catch attitude at pretty much anything. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, which like, that's so me, but seeing you get it, I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna be quiet. Um, and it was funny cause at first I kept fucking with you. Cause I was like, there's no way she's like genuinely this mad right now <laughs> because I've never seen you like that. Yeah. And then you kept saying, you're like, she went and got a Starbucks cause she went through the TSA line and I have TSA too, but my mom doesn't. And Raphael doesn't have it updated in the system yet. He yeah. just got it. So I was like, whatever, I'll go with them. We get to the other lot and, and she's still going. She's like, you have that Starbucks because of me. I was about to be like, okay, like you want my $7? Like, I don't give a fuck about this Starbucks. She kept saying that. She's like, that Starbucks is because of me. I was like, it's because you made a TikTok oh, where you were like, star. it's because you were like, you were literally making a TikTok on the plane. I will not forget this. And you were like, when the one friend got sleep and then you have the crabby friend. I'm like, bitch, you have that Starbucks because of me. Oh, and then I called her crabby. God forbid you call fucking Savannah crabby. No, but the one thing is, is I, you either shut down or get really crabby. I either get really irritable and like pissed or I get delusional funny. And mine was delusional funny that morning. You were. I think if you were normal, I would have probably been crabby. So honestly, like go ahead and take fine. the reins because I was just like, like I was just having a time of my life. I was like kind of, I thought it was just funny that you were so upset. And then I'm just sitting here like, I took one for the team. What can I say? Yeah, thank you. Much got you girl. Got you girl. I love that. I thought it was really funny though. I mean, I don't care. One and then two days later, she texts me and she's like, is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, I've just been scared of you for the last few days. Like, I just wanted you to catch up on your sleep. And then she was like, I'm so sorry for being crabby. I was like, I promise it's okay. <laughs> like of anybody that's always crabby, it's me. So like, it's okay. I, I feel like you don't get crabby easily. And then like, if you lo- like, if you actually like get along with the people, like you're always respectful when you're crabby. You know what I mean? You might be shorter, like short, but that's about it. My thing is I'm like a perfectionist and that's when I start to get irritated and crabby is when it's like not, this can sound really, um, spoiled, but when it's not going my way, quote unquote, that's where I get uptight because I'm like, I have a vision in my head and I love, I don't want to say perfection. Perfection's not real. Yeah. But I also am like, if I am like, if I'm at a, a, a fancy restaurant, I'm getting shitty service. I have an expectation as you should, if Which you're is be paying my own problem. Like if you're, if like your own expectations, your own issues, but like I expect when you show up to work, you're a kind person. I expect when you're a customer service face forward person, you're going to have patience, right? Mm-hmm. When you're a customer and you're getting hit with some bullshit, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I'm, I'm getting not- charged more for it. God, I just, or, um, where were we when, what happened? Oh, like Vegas. When we went out to Vegas, the hotel we ended up staying at actually works with influencers and comps their stays for free. And these influencers make it look like the most beautiful fucking hotel. I went there. There was, I did reach out or my manager reached out to work with them and it ended up being like, we went too close to the timeframe and contracts couldn't get written up that fast. So I ended up paying because I was like, oh, I trust what the other influencers are saying. This looks like a nice hotel. I go, there's dried piss on the seats. The bed was dirty. There was, you could tell that there was a bachelor party in the second room room that I got for my family there was a bachelorette party and there was balloons and confetti everywhere I'm like did you guys even clean the fucking rooms so then I'm pissed because I'm like that irks me to my core where it's like imagine if I worked with these people they probably would have had a beautiful stay for me then I was going to go online use my own voice tell my own following being like hey this hotel's great they're going to go spend their hard-earned money and they're going to be like Catherine fucking lied to us the standards are so different it's so hard it's so hard and I'm like at the end of the day we are all human I might be an influencer content creator like Mm -hmm. that might be my title as a job but I'm like I still want a nice stay for the consumer that's going to buy like I think that's so tacky that's where I get 
pissed. Well, that's how influence marketing works is like people are trusting you based off of your experience. But if you're going to make your experience different than the average consumer, there's already a discrepancy between the two. I will not work with a brand. I've done this before when I'm about to sign with a brand. Normally what they'll do is like, they'll send you product. And Mm -hmm. I, I highly suggest this for anybody that's looking to get into this industry. They'll send you product and it'll come all wrapped nice. It'll have like confetti. It'll have tissue paper. It'll a little be bow, wrapped, a little per- like wrapped all perfectly, literally. I will, if I'm about to sign with them, I will buy something from them and I will get it at my door Smart. as a consumer to see what I'm about to market. Because I'm like, I could love your product. Mm-hmm. There has been so many times, there is a brand specifically, I'm not going to say the name, um, but they sent a PR package perfect, golden, wonderful. I bought it because I actually used the product. I bought it. It came broken at my front door. It was literally thrown in a box. There was no, mind you, it's glass bottles. It was thrown in a box that didn't even fit. It's not like a, it wasn't like a box that was like a small size box. It was literally a massive box that had like this much stuff in it. Like, Oh no. It was like banging around. The glass bottles broke. The, the liquid was everywhere. The bottle was broken. I was like, fuck no. Like that's so tacky. If someone's going to spend their hard earned money on this and that's what's showing up to the door and my face and my name said, I loved this product. They're going to be like, what do you love about it? But also like good for you for bringing awareness to that because most people don't know that. I didn't know that before I met you. And like we were talking about PR and all that. And I was like, that actually makes a huge difference because the average consumer, it's sad. They're treated differently than the people that are marketing it. Yeah. And they're the ones buying it. You're sending it to me for free. Right. So I'm sitting here like, yes, of course. I'm like the whole point is you send it to me for free. I'm going to love the product because there's no guarantee. Like when you get PR, you don't have to post like you're not required. It's basically they want you to test out the product. And if you love it, you're going to share it because that's just how it goes. You're like, oh, I love that Adidas hoodie. Like here's the link. Or if I get it, I'm going to be like, oh, I didn't like this. I just don't want to ever post it. There's no harm, no foul. Um, Or you could be like, I hated this Adidas hoodie. It depends on what you want to talk about um, on your own platform. But when the consumer goes to buy it, especially like if I'm doing a collaboration where my name is on the box or it's got my name times whatever mm-hmm. or with whatever, um, I'm very anal about the packaging. I'm like, that's my number one yeah. thing is like, I want every single person to feel like an influencer when they open well, it. And like, that's why like with our lip oils, like we took a lot of time mm-hmm. to make everyone have that experience. Cause it, when you pay for something, you want an experience, you want the product. Sure. But like, it's also part of the experience. Yeah, absolutely. Especially sure. when you're supporting someone else's name and mm-hmm. face and brand, you want to be part of that brand. That's yeah. the whole thing. Like I think a lot of creators don't have the business mindset. They're not, they're just creating the content, mm-hmm. which I love get your bag. But at the end of the day, like you got to think from a business mindset of like, I want our consumer to not just be a consumer. I want yeah. them to feel like they're part of the brand. That's why I'm huge into polls on Instagram. I'm huge into being like, yeah. what do you want to see? Or if I ever release merch when I did in the past, I was like, what colors mm-hmm. do you guys want? Like I could pick my five favorite colors, but then it's like, people are like, well, I wanted this color. Right. So I always pick like what the mo- the consumer picks the most because that's, because there's a reason why we're all here. Like that's why you're able to create merch. That's why you're able to do like mm-hmm. all of these things and like lip oils, all that stuff is because of all of you guys. So we want to make sure that you're getting the experience too, because you're part of us. Right. So, and anytime I like sell something or I do a collaboration, I always like sign. I love going and like signing handwritten notes and being like, thank you for supporting me. I love you so much. I wish I could just kiss you through this postcard. Right. Um, Put a little lip gloss on it. So 
Yeah. So lip glosses are coming soon. We did. We've been having such an issue. Can I spill the details? Can I just bleep that out? We can bleep that out and we can spill the details because we just want to use the brand name that we're going through. I won't say their name. Yeah, that's fine. Honestly, we can bleep that out. So here's our backstory and here's the explanation of it. Savannah has always done lip, not always, but during COVID, Mm -hmm. you kind of explained this in the previous episode. She loved doing lip oils. She's huge into natural. Obviously you, um, your profession is cosmetics. Yeah. And so she wanted products that were great for you, but also natural, good quality ingredients. I know that they're not going to be bad for you later. Like honestly, anytime you get into makeup or skincare, there's always something that helps the shelf life. There's only so much you can do, but you can try your best to make it as clean as possible. Yeah. But so Savannah relaunched some on her own and every time you did them, they sold out. Like you didn't do massive batches, but she then started going through a brand that was producing, um, again, that followed her suit of, they use natural organic. Mm -hmm. It's a very well-known brand in the cosmetic industry. Women Um, owned. I love that. Love it. They're Mm -hmm. very kind. So then you wanted to do an espresso martini launch. My dad had just passed and she wanted to do an honor of my dad. So we ended up figuring everything out. We came up with the perfect formula. Savannah really did all of that. I was just like grieving and just like, yep, that's great. That tweak this, like, here we go. One, what's crazy is I never tried an espresso martini before I met you. And so that was kind really? of, no, that was like, kind I of never like, knew that. Yeah. So that was kind of like our drink. So originally before your dad had passed, I wanted to do espresso martini, but then once he mm-hmm. passed, I was like, this is even more personal now. Yeah. So it's like, it kind of worked out. So we ended up buying, we went through the company mm-hmm. that she went through. We did like the whole logistics. We figured out the perfect formula and we had a shimmer. It's like a minor shimmer. Yeah. It's not like glittery. It's, it's like shimmer. a shine, like good high shine. We got in our testers, loved it. We solidified it. We ended up buying f- the first 500. Mm-hmm. We get them all in. Mind you, they come with a safety seal. And not only that, but the seal that we chose was a flannel. So it's completely wrapped around the entire bottle and you weren't able to see the actual product in it. But again, we thought it was exactly what we signed off on. Our bad. That's something that we learned of like, we need to test each and every batch, no matter what. That was a learning lesson on our point, on our part. So consumers were buying, we sold out the first 300. Yeah. I think it was 250 or 300. Yeah. Because day one, we launched the first half because we didn't have the second half in No, because they did two separate shipments. So I think it was 250. Okay. I think sold out within hours. Literally, I think 12 hours. I was up all night packaging those because you were in Europe when I launched them. Mm -hmm. Super well, right? People are starting to get the product and they're like, hey, this bottle's broken. Or, and then we started seeing comments of like, is this glitter? Like, yeah. And we're like, what? Like, it feels like gritty on my lips. I'm like, what? I'm like, gritty. Right. Gritty was not the word. So I was like, okay. So I'm still in Europe and Savannah's like, okay, I'm going to bust one open. Mind you, we thought it was just the bottles breaking. So she starts reshipping to the people that are like, Hey, my bottle broke. It was just like the kind of like when you pull out the applicator, like the top of the bottle would come off. The two, the product was too thick. That's what they said. I think it was a jank bottle, my opinion. It wasn't the same bottle as the tester bottles we found out later. Yes. Mind you. Okay, so at this point, we just think it's a broken bottle. We're like, okay, whatever. We think that the product is too thick, Mm -hmm. and that's what's getting the suction to kind of come off of the top of the actual bottle when the applicator was pulled out. So we're in Europe. Um, Savannah's dealing with this all in the back end. We get, I get home. Then we start getting the comments of like, it feels gritty on my lips. Yep. And we're like, what the fuck? It's like, that's settling so weird. weird. So immediately I'm like, do not release the next launch. Just we'll figure this out because 
again, we launched 250. We had the second batch. Savannah mm-hmm. started sending out probably 50 of them to oh, people yeah. to replace. Mind you, that's all our costs. Like we're losing out on the price well, of the bottle. And that I we felt already... so bad that I sent like yeah. makeup bags to some and I like, I sent like extra stuff. Cause I'm like, I would hate that as a consumer. Like I felt so guilty, even though yeah. there's nothing that I did. I felt so bad. Mm-hmm. So time moves forward. I'm like, okay, let's set a meeting with the, in, like the people, right? Mm-hmm. Because even if like it's filled too large, we need to figure that out. But then I'm like, okay, give me one of these. So we open it up. It's fucking full glitter, like chunks of glitter, chunks of glitter. Then I'm sitting there looking at the bottle. Cause I'm like, okay, well the bottle is broken. Like the, that was one of our issues. I'm looking at the bottle. I'm like, this isn't even the same bottle that we originally purchased. Like the applicator was completely different. So then they were like, oh yeah, well, when we tested, like we noticed there was a difference, but we didn't know it was that bad. And we're like, so we've been going back and forth. We ended up picking a new packaging. So Mm -hmm. it's not, it's no longer in an applicator bottle. It'll be in a different, um, like a tube, tube. a squeeze tube. And it ended up being like, we hashed out with them. They were wonderful. All that fun stuff. So they are replacing the 500 that we had originally purchased from them. The only thing we're kind of working out now is like, well, we shipped hundreds of dollars worth and then some because we had to purchase more yeah. or we had to take more. So we've lost, we're still down. I oh mean, yeah. We're still, we're still under, which is fine. I'm just happy that we have the right product and we can get people the right product. But now it's that like waiting game of, mm-hmm. okay, well, how are we going to mitigate and fix this? And not only that, but like for our future, I'm like, yeah. do we want to continue to work with them? It sucks because I'm like, I, again, women owned mm-hmm. smaller company. We love that, but I think my trust is kind of gone Oh, for sure. And we've been what working on setting up a call for weeks. I was going to say the lack of communication lately has really started to bug me because I'm like, this wasn't our fault to begin with. This was your mistake. And if I make a mistake, I am immediate to fix it. Oh, and I try, I go above and beyond. Hence me sending makeup bags, sending extra stuff because I felt so bad. And with, when people were like, I, I had someone who is a follower who has bought lip oils every single time. Loved every single one. She's great. She asked for a refund on all of four that she purchased at the espresso martini. And I was like, absolutely. I'll give you a refund. Keep the product. I don't care. Oh, that's what we were doing too. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I like the fact that that was what our name is on when that's not something that we would have ever put our name on is just, it is very frustrating for yeah. sure. And I'm excited for you guys to actually try these new ones. Cause they're fantastic. I, we haven't even talked about a launch date for those, but we have to figure that out. That's like yeah. In the works too. Yes. That's going to be coming. Um, and I know we've like kind of hinted at that, but really our main goal right now with our 500 that we're sitting on is getting them out mm-hmm. to the people who have already purchased. So they actually get the proper product. Cause this is what it should have been the first time. Yes. Yeah, so we have to replace to the people who purchased. If you were the ones that purchased, we thank you so dearly. Um, and to everyone who said that there was a problem. Thank you. Like, yes, that is something that's hard to do and reach out to like a company and say, Hey, there's a problem with your product. That was huge because otherwise we would have never found that mistake. And then we would have kept ordering probably. And it would have just been the same, yeah. not quality product. And we learned, we learned that we do have to have a tester out of each batch that we do. She gets one. I get one. Who cares if we have a shit ton of product? Mm-hmm. Um, we just want to make sure that the product is good because our future for that, I mean, you and I have said like how cool would it to be to yeah. sell at a national level of like not just us but like being a retailer I think that would be so cool but I have to trust oh, the people yeah. that are manufacturing I don't want 10,000 to go to an Ulta Beauty and it's all shit yeah. like I just it's it has hard. to be consistent and mm-hmm. I think that was the hardest part is it wasn't consistent and then 
because they are a smaller company, they make smaller batches. So it's harder to be consistent because you're not making bigger batches. But at the same time, it has to be so that the consumer is getting the product that they pay for because the price that we put on those lip oils was expensive. Like it was expensive. And so for you guys to invest that in us and us not deliver, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And we are so sorry, but the product that's coming guys, I promise you, this is what it should have been. And it's fucking fantastic. It's fantastic. Fantastic. We literally brought it with us everywhere in New York. Um, we were kind of debating on like bringing it out for girls to try, like here, try this out. Like, cause we want the honest feedback Mm -hmm. and, um, we're just excited for it. So we'll probably do that in the future. Yeah. In the next couple of weeks, we do need to sit down and kind of hash out some details there. But again, we are very sorry, but we are very thankful for, again, the feedback and also the understanding. Nobody was really rude. And yeah. even the people that wanted a refund, we totally get it. I would too. What did we market at? $28? 20 or 30 Like it was higher. Yeah. Um, so, and we get it, but like lip oil products on the market now are between what 20 and 50 i think dior's is like 34 to like 40 depending on if there's color or not right and it's hard when you're working with natural ingredients because they're more expensive to purchase so our cost is higher like but that was the main mm -hmm. selling point is that it's a natural product Mm -hmm. versus you're putting dior on your i don't know dior's ingredients so i don't either i I was gonna say maybe not let, let me not say anything but versus another competitor that um, might have just a shit ton Mm -hmm. of chemicals that are drying out your lips. That was the one thing that you're very big in of like reading each and every ingredient and all the products that she's putting on her face. And there's a lot of lip oils out there that actually have a drying agent in them. Mm -hmm. But the whole point in that is they want you to use more. So like your lips get dry, you put more on. Well, then you run out faster. You got to buy faster. But you're like, that's just grimy to me. Like that's not a good business model. We want it to be natural. We don't want to dry your lips out more. That's not the point in this. We want your bottle to last as long as your fucking bottle can last and come back because you want to purchase more, not because you want the fad of having the Dior. I right. Don't know. And you ran out too quick because you're reapplying it every two seconds. Mm-hmm. That's just not funsies. No, it's not fun. I mean, it's fun to have your lips all shiny though. So. My other favorite part, sorry, my favorite part, and I want to do a TikTok on this this stuff works. It's like got a brown hint, mm-hmm. but when you put it on, you can wear it with really any lip color yeah. or lip oil, yeah. um, lip liner. Sorry. I'm like, it blends really nicely into yes. any skin tone too. I've noticed it. Mm-hmm. I'm like on different skin tones. It looks amazing because the brown that's in it is like not enough pigment, but it's like, yeah, just enough. Pigment. It fits everybody. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it so much. So I'm very excited to get it back out. I just don't, we're, we're struggling with like, we've got the 500, but do we go more? Do we do more yeah. past that? Do we go with this company again? Or do we try and buy out the formula? We, we're trying to figure out what we want to do, but we got to talk to them first because and we want to give them a chance. And we want to hear what you guys think. So I think getting out this batch will really help with your guys' feedback too, because that's what really helped us notice that there was a problem with the first batch. So once you guys try it and the people get replaced with the actual product they were supposed to get, I feel like then we're going to be able to hopefully yeah. have that discussion because the product's fantastic and we have bigger goals for it for sure. And I love the meaning behind it because it's deep for me. It's deep for you. It's deep for all of you guys. And it smells fucking good. It smells so good. And it's so cute. I love it so much. And the packaging is beautiful. The packaging is super cute. We did change the packaging. So stay tuned for that. Yes. More just muted, normal. Yeah. We got rid of the Billy flannel. Yeah. Because <laughs> we couldn't see through that shit anyways. Um, so yeah, that was kind of like a little update there. Nothing wild. I know, I know we've had so many questions on that. So I'm glad we highlighted that because it's yes. been something that has been on the back of our mind for a while, but things take a lot of time, especially when the company you're working with is not in state because it's hard to nail down different time zones, meeting times and so on and so forth when you're working with a whole team of people. Yeah. 
Sorry, I'm reading through some questions just to kind of keep Ooh, I us updated. I want to see if there's any like good ones. There's a lot of friend questions, which you and I did an episode on my podcast. Friend, it's literally yeah. titled Friendship Part One and Two, I think. Yeah, we did have part so one. So a lot of these are answered already. Someone asked, is Bleep That Out going to get its own Instagram page eventually? Absolutely. Right now, we're just kind of trying to hone in on myself, at least. I can't speak for Savannah. I'm trying to grow Human 2 as known as an agency, kind of like when you think about Barstool. Barstool owns bunches of podcasts. I don't, but like, you know who Barstool is. And then you also have individual podcasts. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm just trying to build my Human 2 page. Um, and I want people to know the faces behind human too. I want to kind of tell the story. I want people to get to know Savannah versus starting a whole bleep that out page. Eventually that is the goal. Um, we're just trying to just really get our feet on the ground here and have a solid foundation. I think is yes. the biggest thing. Sometimes when you take too many bites of too many things, you fill up really fast and it's exhausting. It's a lot to keep up with. I think people think that this job is super easy and I'm not saying by any means I'm a doctor or I'm out there building highways. Like it is not a physically demanding job, but it is mentally and it's constantly going 99 miles an hour because it's just life. Like you post your life online, you don't get to turn it off. So the more that you take on a bleep that out, we have to schedule to shoot. I got to fit in her schedule. She's got to fit in my schedule. I've got to shoot my film, like my podcast. I've got to keep up with Catherine Ebbs. I've got to keep up with the new podcaster that's coming on. I've got to keep up with going to events, lip oils, merch, um, my husband, like making sure that everybody is, uplifted but also we all wear a lot of different hats and mm-hmm. when you're trying to do things like you can't force creativity that's one thing that's like hard about this space is you can't force creativity you just kind of it just happens like yeah. it just flows with people that you're around but I do think the solid foundation of being under human too is also nice for me because this is a whole new world to me like podcasting is something I've thought about for a while but it's new like I don't really know what I'm doing and you've had your podcast out for a while so I'm learning a lot just from that but I do know that that page will be up and running Eventually. In no time. In no time. And the more the more people that we get on Human 2's roster, um, that content will fill that page. And then they'll also be able to grow up their mm-hmm. own social medias. So right now we're just kind of, we're just living. Okay. You take it in a day at a fucking time. Someone said men are trash. Tell us your worst men's stories. Why is that kind of good? That actually is fire. But honestly, I'd have to sit and think about that one. Have you ever had like a shitty date? Uh, well, I went to a small private school, so I forget you've been with your high school boyfriend. She's not really fun when it comes to spilling the nitty gritties on boys. Yeah, no, not really. I've only had like three, four boyfriends total my whole life, three in high school before coast. And then, oh, so it's like, those don't even really count. No. And I was young and because I went to a small private school, like the one guy I was dating first, his parent, like we only could go to each other's houses. We couldn't go out in public. We had to be like. Really? Always like supervised. Mm-hmm. And me. Oh, I guess supervised. that makes sense. I was gonna say I would go opposite because like I would rather my kid be out in public than like shacking up in someone's kid's bedroom. Right, but like we weren't allowed even like in oh, like, so- common areas of the house, like living room, kitchen. Really? Mm-hmm. That was like because when you go to a small private school, a lot yeah, of like no, the mentality is like No sex. Yeah, not before marriage. And I'm like, well, how do you know what you like or don't like if you don't have sex before marriage? <laughs> Bleep that out. Bleep that out. 
You got to test the car. Like nobody does like a right? test drive a vehicle. I posted, you remember a couple weeks ago when we were talking about this on our first few episodes, I was posting those clips on TikTok. I was getting eaten alive being like, Jesus doesn't love you. And I'm like, he loves I love Jesus. He Jesus forgives. Everyone. My sins have been forgiven. Exactly. I don't get it. I think that's the hard part about like faith in general. And I am going to tread very carefully because I don't mean this to be offensive at all, but from my personal experience, I feel like a lot of times there's extremes and yes, that's the hardest part is not a lot of people live in that extreme mindset because they don't live, eat and breathe it. That doesn't mean that you don't believe or that Jesus doesn't love you. Yeah. You're allowed to be human. We make mistakes. I think I'm human too, you know? Yeah. So it's just one of those things that I feel like a lot of people are turned off by faith because they know the extreme, the extreme. people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree 1000% because I, w- I don't want to sit here and say I'm not religious at all because I yeah. definitely am. I think faith, faith in my opinion and spirituality, like whatever you believe in, I think it's more about it's grounding your values and your morals. And mm-hmm. that's the whole point in being a faithful person. That's the whole point in being a spiritual. Like you want to you want a center compass Mm -hmm. of like, where do I stand? Right. And a lot of people do believe in that kind of stuff of like, I mean, I'm not like, I was never one of those girls that slept around like ever. I've never had a one night stand. I've never in my entire life done that, Me either. but I will not sit here and say that I've only ever been with one person. Um, because I took it more seriously and it was more like I would, I don't know. I just, I think that I said this previously, like do what you and your God want you to do for your body and your life. And that's really all like when you force something on other people, one, they just don't want to be your friend. Mm -hmm. They like my family forces stuff. And it's like our family is falling to shreds because we're not, that was like my favorite part about my dad is he was, he didn't necessarily have to agree, Mm -hmm. but he would respect. And And that's how it should be. Like you shouldn't make people conform to your values to fit in your circle and your life. Yeah. And he would maybe talk shit behind scenes and like, that's totally fine. But like, he was at least like, he would sit down and he would try to understand. And then he would be proud and excited and respectful. Um, even if it wasn't his, his journey of life. And, um, as soon as he left, it was almost, he left, like as soon as he left the family, as soon as he passed, it was like suffocation came quickly and everyone is like, like, gone we all literally just ran away from the suffocation because he was that middle ground he mm-hmm. was that in between yeah um, yeah so I just think and like he's a very very religious person and I loved that about him I loved that he felt very grounded in his faith mm-hmm. and I loved I loved that he loved his faith um deeply but I loved that he was respectful of other people so that's always what I yeah want for everybody and that's really how it should be like we shouldn't be fearful to speak our opinions as long as as we're saying them respectfully, like we should be able to have a conversation and I can believe one thing, you can believe the other, Yeah. but we should be able to hear each other out of why we believe what we believe and walk away from the conversation, still friends and still sane at the yeah. end of it. Sleep with who you want to sleep with. I mean, obviously I said this previously, do it safely. Um, but also I think, I think a lot of women, this is my interpretation. A lot of women feel with their heart and think with their heart. Oh yeah. And I think men think with their wieners. They're wang. <laughs> They're wang. I call it a wang. I don't know why. I'm like, you get your wang out of my face. I know. Now I say it. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> Leave that out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I, I, I think that women listen to what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Men, that's why men lie. And then men listen to what they like to look at. Yeah. That's why when women wear makeup. <laughs> True. We're all just liars here. Okay. <laughs> 
bleep that out. Don't bleep that out. Um, but with that, I just think it's, it's just live your own life, do your own thing. All men suck. All women suck. Like we all have pros. We have cons. We're all flawed. Well, and your journey is going to be different than anyone else's. And so whatever you feel is right for you, live your life true to you because you only have one life. So what do you want to do with that one life? And I always think too, like the difference between like men and women, the culture difference of a man sleeping around versus women sleeping around is completely different. Oh yeah. And so it's just sad how the culture also shapes how we internalize what we think of ourselves Uh and other people, but you do what's right for you and your self growth will happen based off of the decisions you make. Yeah. And obviously we're human. We're going to have one step back, three steps forward. That's just how life is. That's just how life is. In everything. As for like shitty trash men stories, so my ex-boyfriend, because I've got nitty gritty stories with this motherfucker. Um, I was dating him. I think I've told you this story. Yeah. I just hit my nose with this. Anyways, I dated him for quite some time and I actually found out he was cheating on me. I kind of had suspicions, but I didn't know Women for sure. Know. This man told me he only slept with five people in his lifetime. Okay, let's start there. Red flag. I go through his phone one day. I don't know where he was. Oh, I think he left it at home before he went to work. And I guess his password, I want to say it was like his birthday or some shit. Anyway, so I'm going through his phone and I was like, I didn't really find too much. I kind of found some text messages, but like it wasn't like enough to solidify. It was like, had so much fun with you last night. And I'm yeah. like, what does that mean though? Like kind of elusive. Yeah. So then I go through his notes app. Always go through the notes app. Girls. Yeah. And, and the, the hidden folder. Where- yes. The notes app, though, and the hidden folders. Yes. So I'm going through his notes app. Come to find out, this mother lover kept an entire list of all the girls he's ever slept with in order, had it marked at every 10. Mind you, he told me five. I was like 100-something. Yeah. And there were people after me. Mind you, he kept it in order. We had never broken up. Oh, so you were like, you've been cheating this whole time. Yeah. Then I stayed with him for like another two years. And he, I like at the, after like a year after that, he was going to try and like, he was like, I'm addicted to sex. And I'm like, you wouldn't fucking say man. And, um, after that, it just kind of changes your sex life because you're like, yeah, ew. Um, but I was at that young age where I really wanted it to work. I really liked him. I, it was more that I liked his family. Actually, I felt very close to his family. And you think people can change like you, there's you always beg. in that back of mind. You're like, I know you can change. I know that I can see more in you, but like, if they don't see it, that's it. It's the, th- I had the thought of what he could be. Mm-hmm. And I kept asking him, please just try, like, just try to not fucking sleep with other people. I was like begging this man to just love me. And I was like, that is so like, when I look back, I'm like, ew. Um, but it's just life. You're at that young mindset and you're just like, I know who he used to be. But at that point, I think he was really trying to be somebody he wasn't to get me. And then when he got me, because in, and I mean this in the kindest way, I was his, like, I was the better half. Like I was the the top of the relationship and so I think he lied to conform to who I was because he wanted me and then when he got me it was like shit hit the fan and he went back to who he was then he became very abusive because after that once he got caught I was just a raging fucking bitch and I was like always blaming him um I was always like what are you doing are you cheating like because you just don't get over it and I stayed for a while um, well, then your relationships after too, you go in with less trust immediately because you're like, I went, just went through this traumatic relationship. Mm-hmm. 
So I started getting really petty. Then I started, like, I turned 21. Um, no, I think it was, like, 22 at this point. And I moved downtown. He moved with me. And then he, you could tell, like, he was constantly cheating. Like, I just knew it. So I started going out with my girlfriends, having the best of times, like, whatever, kind of flirting with guys, not really giving a shit, but, like, living with my ex-boyfriend. So, like, we weren't together, but we were, like, together. Yeah. I don't know. It was very odd. And then it just got like really frayed from there. Like he kept, um, oh God, I have stories for days. You guys, it's really oh insane. Um, I used to tell him on my TikTok all the time on my old page, but then also your self growth. Like the thing is, is you had to go through that to get to here. Yeah. Now. I always say he taught me cause I've only had three full boyfriends in my whole life, my high school, him, and then now my husband. And, um, he taught me so much that a lot of women have to go through 10, 20 guys mm-hmm. for, and I'm thankful that I learned it all in one. I got the shittiest of the shittiest. Then it got abusive, um, like physically abusive. And that was really where my final straw was because I was so mentally checked out. I just knew he was cheating. I didn't care. I was kind of living my life. I still to this day have never kissed like Raphael and I, um, had known each other for a while. And I was on the back end of my relationship with my ex-boyfriend and Raphael and I ran into each other one night. And again, I was kind of single at this point, but I was living with, or the ex was still living in our apartment. And Raphael was like, can I kiss you? And I was like, no. Did I ever tell you this story? No. Because Raphael and I lived like four streets away from each other and we didn't know that. Crazy. And so one night I was walking my dog and he was driving past because you remember he used to bounce. Yeah. He was driving past. I had just gotten home from the bar. I was walking Ebby in the park downtown and um, Raphael drove past and like saw me and like stopped out and he was like, mind you, we had kind of been like talking a little bit, but it was not like talking like mm-hmm. a dating stage. It was more like just like catching up with each other. And I was like, oh, what are you doing down here? Blah, blah. And he was like, he asked me if I could kiss, if he could kiss me. And I was like, no, like I still have like my buddy living in my apartment. And I never wanted to be known as the girl that was like yeah. living with a man, but like kissing another man. I think that's actually one of the main things that like when Raphael and I got together, he was like, oh, that's attractive about her is that yeah. I will not cheat. Like it is yeah. not in my blood. Even with my ex being an ex while we were still living together, I still was like, no, I don't yeah. want anyone in my apartment knowing that a man lives with me and I'm out in the park kissing another dude. Yeah. Like I will never be. And that that's like girl. your moral ground, you know, which I agree with 100%. I would do the same thing, but how yeah. cute that he asked to kiss you. What a cute. And then I was like, I literally looked at him. I was like, no, <laughs> you're like, mm, no. maybe tomorrow. And then, yeah, then things got physical with my ex. And then I actually reached out to Raphael, fun fact, because I didn't know who else to call. I was like, do I call yeah. the cops? What do I do? I called Raphael and I was like, Hey, this is what just happened and he was like yeah go to the police station and file a report like immediately and I was like he was like even if you don't press charges um at least file a report because what if he does this to another woman in the future and it was a very scary time I went in there and I didn't end up filing a report at all I was too scared I was too timid um I felt bad about ruining his life I was like I can't ruin his life like and um that happens a lot yeah I, that's why Raphael Mm -hmm. says all the time, he will never work with domestics, abuse at all, victims at all. The abuse cycle, this is something that I learned in school. The abuse cycle is like, everything's so good. Like you're on a high for a little bit and then it gets bad, worse, worse. And right as you're about to leave, they kick it into gear and it gets really, really good again. So it's really hard for people that are in that abuse cycle because their brain can't keep up with. And you're constantly like, I'm ready mm-hmm. for the good. Like I'm waiting for the good. Right. He's Cause I know what's coming. He's good. He's yeah. great. Like he'll be better. You guys, it's fine. I've been there. Yeah. I feel like we've all been there. Um, maybe not all. And if you haven't, like you're blessed. So know that too, that like every relationship has problems, but just because your relationship yeah. has problems doesn't mean it's a bad one. But I do, I do think that a lot of people don't, a lot of women don't use the word abuse. Yeah. That is abusive. That is narcissistic tendencies. If not, you are a narcissist. Um, they know where you, yeah. like they know when you're pulling and as soon as they pull, they pull you right back in. So mm-hmm. 
it's just, it is what it is. Um, and don't believe in potential because the person has to believe it themselves. Cause if you say, I see this in you, if they don't see it, it's never going to happen. And they don't want to be that. No. Like if I was like Savannah or even just like getting you to grow your social media, mm-hmm. right? Like I see the potential you have mm-hmm. if you were to just put in the work and mm-hmm. get out of your own head. Right. Mm-hmm. But just because I see that potential in you doesn't mean you're going to kick into gear right now. Yeah. And like even me saying, I see potential, like mm-hmm. I see future, keep going. That doesn't mean that you're gonna, because that yeah. it's still oh, your I'm gonna. own. I'm gonna. Right. I'm using an example, but it's like your own brain isn't going to just be like one day. Yep. I'm yeah. ready. Like you have to want that. And I go back into my ex-boyfriend. I think he lied about who he was to get me and And it worked. And it worked. Exactly. So then it was like, well, I had a vision of who he was, right? That's who he was. But I don't think that was ever who he was. I think that was a facade. And that's where I say all the time of like, don't be hung up on who you thought they were or who you think they could be. Anyways, our camera just died. So we're back. (laughs) We're back. Um, Bleep that section out. Um, Yeah. So I just, that was one of my... I could tell stories on that X for days. I actually think it would be really funny to do like a shit ton of story times with like, I want like another person and I want to do this on, I think I'm human too. I want another person that has gone through really shitty grimy stories and I literally just want to get drunk and go back and forth with them. Like someone that's really dated some shit dudes Yeah, and literally just go back and forth telling stories. I have stories for days on that man. It was it's really bad. Men are all about the chase. So it's like once they get you, then they're like, okay, now I can flip off that switch. Like you said, you're like, that's yeah. who he was for that time. There was one time I found some text messages and I was like, who is this? He was like, that's because he was like, good morning, beautiful. Listen to this response. I literally was like, who is this? And he was like, that's my ex-best friend that is now a trans woman. And I said, huh? And that's why he was texting her good morning, beautiful, because he wanted her to feel good. Oh, he used that on one of the hundred women for sure. I was like, what the fuck? Then there was a time that he was sleeping with his manager at his job. Yeah, it was bad. Anyways, I'm glad you uh, moved on from that one. I know. I told Raphael literally just last night because the show we're watching, there was cheating in it. Mm -hmm. There was cheating on the show. And I literally said to Raphael, I was like, I would die if you ever cheat on me. Like I'm telling you right now, like I'm not exaggerating. I do not know what I would do with myself if I was ever cheated on by Raphael. Like ever. I would literally want to just die. Well, cause that's like your person and to have your trust broken by someone you trust so much with like your life and your well being. I mean, it hurts in ways that you don't know until you go through it. Mm-hmm. And you think about those people that have, and it's like, I feel for them because it's, I can't even imagine. Mm-mm. Not only that, but like, you can't see them doing that either. Like, oh, you know. If you were to do that, that would truly, like, if I were to ever find out Raphael was doing that shit, you I would, would question be like, everything about him. Exactly. Cause mm-hmm. I'd be like, well, clearly I didn't know you because even strangers are like, yeah, I could never see Raphael doing that. Oh no. Do you remember when we were in, um, Chicago? Oh my God. You guys, the story, do you want to tell it? You tell it. It's so much funnier when you tell it. So we're in Chicago for our girlfriend's, um, batch trip. <clears throat> I self tanned before we went crucial part to the story. I self tanned before we go crucial part to the story. We get to Chicago and I'm peeing and I'm like, my coochie juice sound, smells kind of... It stinks. It smells a little off. It wasn't like bad, but it had like an odor to it. Yeah. You're it like, something's like, not right down there. It had an odor. And I was like, this is so weird because I'm like, I don't know, like almost like a yeast infection, but yeah. it wasn't. I was very confused. Anyways, so I go out to Savannah, obviously. I'm like, Dr. Savannah, what the fuck is going on? And she was like, well, could you be pregnant? And I was like, I don't, I don't know, maybe. And, sh- and I was like, I think Raphael might be cheating on me. Like there's no reason. And the only reason I know that is because I've had someone in my life that actually found out that their sp- 
spouse was cheating on them by the smell of their coochie. And I was like, that's insane. Because like the, what is it? The, um, the pH. Yeah. He was cheating and then coming home and having sex with her and it was throwing off her pH balance Mm -hmm. and it had never happened before. So she went into the doctor and was like, found out that it was, he gave her something that was throwing her body off. And she ended up finding out there was a sad scandal. So that was where my brain went right away. I was like, it couldn't be nothing else other than like, he's cheating on me. I have not had this in years. Like what the fuck's going on? Blah, blah, blah. So then Savannah's like, okay, well let's just go rule out pregnancy. We literally go down to the CVS down the street from our hotel. All of us look ratchet as fuck. We're crossing the main street. And I was like, you guys, I kid you not. I cannot buy this pregnancy test because if I'm pregnant right now, I don't know what I will do. We are not wanting a baby, but we weren't like, we don't do anything other than cycle tracking. So I'm like, okay. So we go in there. I was like, Savannah or Haley, you guys have to buy this test. Like I cannot do it. I'm not touching it. I'm not putting my card in on it. Like no juju here at all. No bad juju. We get back. It's negative. I'm like, oh fuck. Okay, good. But on the way to the CVS, there was a baby sock on the ground. Pink, which Raphael and I've always said, we really want a girl. It was like, it was weird. It was weird. It was weird. So then we get back to the hotel. I'm negative. I'm like, oh my fucking God. I was like, he's cheating on me. Then I'm sitting here like randomly you go, I have a question for you. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, when you self tan, (laughs) do you put it down there? And I was like, like on my bikini line. And she was like, yeah, like, do you do down there or do you just like go along your bikini line? And I was like, no, I do like the full thing. And she was like, you dumb bitch. Like, those chemicals are not supposed to be down there. She's like, are you fucking, like, doing that with your coochie? And I'm like, no, 1,000%. My my self-tanner glove goes down there. And, like, because I, like, do the whole line or whatever. And then I put on these athletic shorts that have, like, built-in underwear. I think it just trapped it all up there. So, so don't tan your coochie, guys. Just don't do it. <laughs> Bleep that out. You just a dumb bitch. <laughs> okay, we get it. Bleep that out. <sighs> yeah, I share way too much with the internet, but my husband was not cheating. I was not pregnant. I just tanned to be tanned goddess, naked and clothed at all times. Yeah, I just didn't want like <laughs> my vajayshul area to just be pale. I mean, I do get it. A hundred percent, I get it. But like. Don't do it. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't self-tanned since, actually. Fun fact. I actually like the color you have going on right now because you do have that. I feel like I from Mexico, I still have that like tan line. I know. Same. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. Is she in there somewhere. But yeah, good times. Good times. That have was you? so fucking funny. I know. When you said that, I was like, then, mind you, when she's asking me if I'm pregnant, she's like holding my stomach. She literally grabs a piece of my pudge and she was like, yeah, you could be up to three weeks. Because we were trying to map out, like, First when of all, <laughs> grab my fucking pudge again and tell me I'm pregnant. I would love to see you do Got that again. <laughs> I was like, oh. oh. Wait, what? So not only did she call me fat, but I got a stinky coochie. So funny. That was a great fucking trip, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, no, it was very dramatic for me. Yeah. So since we did a batch trip there, we've always said if anyone in our group gets divorced, we're going to do a divorce party there. So I will not be free tanning for that. Don't worry. <laughs> right. Actually, I do love Chicago, though. Chicago is so fun. fun. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun to do a live show down there one time and just go crazy for the weekend. Ooh, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. We got some live shows kind of in the works. That's like our main idea right now is to 
kind of start maybe with Minnesota, mm-hmm. get some sponsors. So if you guys know of any brands or companies that would love to be part of a live event with Bleep That Out Girls, I would not go live with I Think I'm Human 2 yet. Um, I really want to get comfortable and you obviously are very yeah. helpful in my comfortability with really any social setting, much less one where I'm on stage being like, hi guys, my coochie stink. <laughs> my coochie's like, brown. About that. <laughs> my coochie's pink. No, my coochie stink. <laughs> Leave that out. No, it was a joke. It was just when I stopped dance. It was just that one time. My pH was imbalanced. Facts. But no, I do think that live shows would be so fun. Yeah. I think that would be a blast. I think it'd be so fun to travel the country and just like get to know the girlies behind Bleep That Out, um, get to have like fun conversations with the crowd, meet people, yeah. become friends. And then like you guys get to become friends. You guys get to talk about things that you necessarily don't talk about with your friends or your mom or your siblings. And you get to talk about it with us. And yeah. Our community and we're and all we talk about together. everything with all of you. We talk about all of it, <gasps> literally everything. My coochie stink. My booty hole brown. brown. <laughs> I think I started last episode with that too. Oh my I god! I think you did. Why is that in my head? Today? We gotta stop talking about the booty hole <laughs> or the coochie. Okay, bleep that bleep out. out. <laughs> literally, please bleep that out. I'm dead. Oh man, what else so is new? funny? Um, let's see. We talked about lip oils last. Was that last episode? Yeah, let's get into some nitty gritties. Do we have anything we want to spill? Hmm. Do we have anything you want to bleep that out? Bleep that shit out. Let's I feel like we talk about everything. Yeah. That I'm like, I really can't think of anything on the spot. I'm fucking sick and I'm over being sick. Yeah. I hate it. I definitely think it might be allergies. Yeah. I can't tell. I get really sick in the winters too here though. I'm not looking forward for it to being winter. You guys, this is going to be brutal. I do you think it's going to be a good winter or a bad winter? Because I feel like it's going to be a good winter. All winters are shitty. I'm going to say it's going to be a good winter. I think the events and stuff that we have coming up mm-hmm. and just like life going busier will be good. Um, I'm not really looking forward to my dad's anniversary. I think that's yeah. kind of going to skew me a little bit. Are you guys going to do anything to celebrate or? I don't know. My mom asked me that the other day. She's like, what are you going to do for your dad's anniversary? I was like, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you mean? What do we do? Get a cake? Right. <laughs> Happy like- one year being dead. <laughs> bleep that out morbid well i think i think what you do is just celebrate the memories that he left all of you with you know what i mean you're carrying on his legacy and whether that be to each their own like if you're like i just want to lay in bed all day and write you know in my journal there's so many things it's hard it's like how do you go about like that's not a funny anniversary it's not like your one-year wedding it's not like your one year of grad like whatever i feel like i like to celebrate him on his birthday that's kind of what Mm -hmm. we did um, but when it comes to the year of, I think that I just get in my head of like, it's already been almost a yeah. year. That's really long time. Mm-hmm. What are we at? 10 months? Yeah. yeah 10. 10. Um, I just think it's hard. And then it's also really hard because he's, he died. So my two younger brothers are literally two weeks apart and my dad died the week between them. So it's like, we have one birthday and then another birthday. So it's like, we got to be fake, happy, sad, fake, happy. And then the following week is when we put him in the ground. So it's like, it's literally just like bipolar weeks of like, he is for sure a fucking Leo. God, he's so annoying. I think that you'll know the day of, I say, don't plan anything because moods shift, emotions shift. Don't put a pressure around it because if you put pressure around it, you're going to let yourself down. That's always how it goes. I honestly just try not to get like, like, too in my head about certain dates yeah. i'm just like oh it is what it is like i'm not huge into like even my own anniversary i'm like oh it's our anniversary yeah. we were on a flight to mexico i'm like i don't give a fuck about Raphael's in my right. anniversary i just want to get to mexico like i just want to be in a pool on the beach you know you have an anniversary coming up yeah two years september 19th so next tuesday i think wild two years this episode actually won't even be out yet Mm-mm. so yeah two years time flies like literally it's like 
how in the world has it already been two years? I have no idea. And flies. life has been so busy. Life gets so much busier. I literally was thinking about the other day. I'm like, why does the to-do list never end as an adult? Like it just keeps growing. Yeah. We talked about that last week. Yeah. Like it's a just a couple weeks ago. You just are so busy all the time, but it's like, you do have to take a moment and celebrate those successes. Otherwise no one will, which mm-hmm. hence the purse, like, right. You have to take those things because otherwise you just let it pass. And then you look back and you're like, I should have celebrated. I should have been excited of my journey and where I was now and how far I've come. I think we're so focused on getting ahead that we don't look at how far we've come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where I go opposite. I'm so like, I'm always just like trying to soak it all in. That's where I spend too much money. Cause I'm like, let's celebrate. Let's go to dinner. Like, ha- let's do this. Have you ever done your um, top five strengths that like personality test? Mm-mm. You should. That's so interesting. Cause really? I did it in business school and then I did it the, my last year of nursing school and I had two of them shift. But really? one of my top five strengths is uh, futuristic. Like, I'm so, like, planning. That's Capricorn vibes. That's Raphael. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very futuristic. I, um, there was another one, achievement. Like, I focus on, like, achievements. Like, I'm go-getter. Yeah, you're definitely a goal-oriented person, mm-hmm. for sure. So you should do it, because it's actually really, really interesting. I like chasing goals and, like, getting there. Mm-hmm. I, more like a dream. Like, I love when a dream becomes a reality. Yeah. That's so exciting for me. That's so insane to me. I'm always like, like, this is my life. Like, that's insane to me. Yeah. And I love it every single day. Like I genuinely am so grateful every day when I wake up, I will say that when I take the dogs out and I go outside, um, or like my first time outside every day, I will literally look up and I'll be like, I'm so grateful for, and I'll like name one or two things every day. They say that that's a really good thing to start the day with because it turns a positive spin. Uh-huh. And every night when we get in bed, I like look at Raphael. I'm like, we're so blessed. And that's it. Like, I don't say anything past that. I'm like, we're so blessed. Now get me that motherfucking ice cream. Right. Get the motherfucking ice cream. Clip that out. <gasps> Anyways, my birthday's coming up. I know. About to be 27. October 17th. I know. 27. How does it feel? Do you feel any different? I'm scared getting older. I don't like getting older. I feel like a lot of... I love getting older because I love getting more time and life under my belt. Experiences. But I get so sad knowing we're near closer to whenever my expiration Mm -hmm. date is. And I hate that. I try not to think of that. And I just think like another day, like you said, wake up. I'm glad for another day because you don't ever know when your last day will be and what age you'll be and any of that. And if we did know, we wouldn't live our life like we want to live our life. Yeah. But see, I feel like we don't do that. Right. And that's what I hate. I just wish like when I was talking to my mom and I did that episode where I was asking my mom. So I sat down on my personal podcast and I asked my mom a bunch of questions that I wish I could have asked my dad before he died because I wanted to ask my mom. Cause when you lose a parent, you're like, damn, there were so many unanswered questions. And the reason for doing that and why I publicized it was for people to see like what before you lose somebody, take this initiative, ask the questions. Is there anything unresolved that you want to answer today? Like if you were to die tomorrow, what's a piece of advice that you want me to know? Um, Anything like what's your favorite memory of me as a kid? I want to share my favorite memory of you. I want to share the shittiest thing that you did to me as a kid. I want to share the best parts that I love about you. Like and vice versa and go back and forth. And the whole reason behind that was like, don't wait until it's too late. Don't wait until your dad's dead to ask your mom this stuff. And don't wait until your mom's dead. Like don't have the regrets, ask it now. And I wish, and my mom was like, I was like, mom, is there anything that you want to accomplish? And she said something. And I was like, but you have the time to do that. Like, why aren't you doing it? And I feel like it's because people just get so in their head of like, oh, it's fine. It's not coming anytime yeah. soon. I'll get to it. I'll get to My it. My dad lived his life like that. Like mm-hmm. he kept saying, when I retire, when I retire, the motherfucker did not retire. Like he retired yeah. to a ground. Like that's that generation. Congrats. <laughs> that generation in specific. Cause like my dad and mom both say that. Oh, I'll yeah. do it when I retire. And I'm like, but like live for now too, because you just don't ever know. And one of my friends, which to like kind of go off your point, one of my friends from nursing school, love her dearly. Her dad 
has Alzheimer's. And so she's lost him while he's kind of still alive. Yeah. And she said the one thing that she regrets is that she didn't keep like handwritten cards, handwritten stuff, because you don't ever think. Yeah, you don't ever think that those will be something that you're looking for again. But she's like, but now he doesn't want to write anything. He's like, I don't want to write a car. Like he can't comprehend it. So those little things, hold on to those. And even if you're like, I'm sticking in a box, it doesn't really matter. You'll be so glad you saved them because I'm talking to you, talking to her. I'm like, I'm now saving those things because even though yeah. you're just like love mom and dad. Voicemails. Oh, yeah. Um, videos. Take the videos. Take the pictures. Keep the cards. One of my tattoos is literally my dad's exact handwriting. Exact yeah. note from him. Smiley face. All that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. And it's just it's crazy. But I've always been very sentimental and I hold on to stuff like that. I would much rather hold on to a box of random ass fucking cards and a box of designer clothes. Like I do not Absolutely. care. Absolutely. Um, but I, I do think that's very valid and very important. Mm-hmm. Take the pictures, take the videos, even if they don't want to be in them. My mom and her husband, her husband hates being on camera. He doesn't want to be plastered online. I have an uncle, the one that watches all mm-hmm. this. He does not want to be associated online, but I still take the photos. I still have yeah. the videos with them. We still take the trips. We still have the memories and I have them on my phone. I don't need to publicize them. So it doesn't mean that like you have to post anything. Like it's just fun for your own memories. Like I love, I think that's the hardest part for me now is when I watch videos of my dad, he feels alive Yeah. because I have so many of him that it's like all I'll remember is that. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, but it's also such a beautiful thing. There's so many people out there that are like, you're so blessed. I don't have a single picture of my dad. I don't have a single video. I don't remember what his voice sounds like a week, not even a week on the flight going to Colorado. I, my voicemail box was full and went through and deleted everything. I kept one. The only reason I kept it was from 2020 and it was talking, my dad and I were meeting at the voting stand to go together. And I thought the, the voicemail was so funny. That is the only reason I kept that single one. Two days later, he dies. So I'm like, I deleted all that, you know, and there's ways that you can download it to your computer. Mm-hmm. You can do that kind of stuff. So now I keep all the, like not all of them, but I keep the ones from my mom, my grandma. Yeah. Like, I just want to be able to hear their voice back. And why a voicemail is so intimate is like a video. When we're out, you're kind of talking to the group. You're talking to the crowd. When my dad called me, he was specifically talking to me. Hey, honey, I just want to let you know I'm here. Blah, blah, blah. This is what we got to do. Blah, blah. And then he got another call. Okay, got to go by. Like, it was so my dad and it was so to me. Yeah. And when I recorded him, like on video, he wasn't like, hey, honey, like he wasn't calling me. It was just like a normal combo. Yeah. Those, those personal moments that don't seem like they hold value, hold so much value once mm-hmm. that person's gone. Oh, immediately. Um, or absolutely. Um, so yeah, take the videos, take the pictures, keep the voicemails. Even if you buy a hard drive, invest in like one of those big Terabyte. hard drives. Yeah. Put it onto your laptop, transport it over to the Terabyte. Oh, yeah. Even if you never use it, you never touch it. It doesn't matter. It's just more the memories. I know we just got sure. really like morbid in this combo, but you know what? This is just girl talk. This is what we talk about on or off camera, to be honest. Right. Plus a lot of people think that grief is like the stages, but grief is not linear. You go back and forth between the stages. It's You're, a lifetime. It's a lifetime. And there's going to be things that trigger you. There's going to be things that you'll see that trigger you out in public. Yeah. And your emotions can respond how they want to. That's the hardest part about our emotions is you just respond. Yeah. And that's the hard part is a lot of people don't know grief until they've been there. Right. And the weight of it, I think that's another thing mm-hmm. is like people don't realize the weight of it is for a lifetime. It's yeah. not like even through therapy, even through the stages, once you're out of the denial and you've accepted, like it's still a heavy weight that is there until the day you die and you meet them at the gates and you're like, missed ya. Um, yeah. But it's just interesting. So I don't know. I think that was, that was the gist of it. I think you've done a great job. Thanks mom. I got you girl. 
hopefully next week we'll have chairs. We did order some chairs. They should be here soon. So Oh yeah, you guys are gonna have to wait to see which one you picked. Or do you say which ones you picked? Mm-mm. Well, by the time this comes out, it'll probably Oh. Be announced. It'll probably be announced by then. But yeah, we'll get there. We're gonna do some design videos on TikTok. We're gonna put some art up. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna get this space a little bleeped out. We're gonna bleep this shit out. We're gonna bleep this shit out for sure. We're gonna bleep this shit out. And then we'll have I think I'm human too on that side. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> She's whatever. We don't really like her. Who's Catherine? We like her. She's all right. Just, just, just tell okay. her that. Don't She's tell okay. her that. Okay. Anything else that we want to cover today? Honestly, no. I feel like that was like a really good... We covered a lot. With last episode, this episode, I feel like we've covered a lot. Let us know if there's something specific that you guys want. Um we're obviously very open to talk about really anything. We're going to keep, um, we're going to try and start structuring some weeks where it's like we have topics. We've said that previously where I think it would be really fun if we mm-hmm. got like a prop every episode. That was your idea of getting like a prop to like opening a questionnaire being like, what do you guys want to talk about this week? It could be from anything about like Haley and Justin Bieber. It could be about New York fashion week. It can be about grief. It can be about relationships and we'll pick like, we'll put a bunch of different topics in the, in the hat or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And we'll grab some out. And then those are be the four that we tell stories on. We give advice song we just chit chat about we laugh about we cry about whatever um so that's kind of the future of bleep that out and that'll also transpire into when we do do live shows we're gonna come in with an open mind we're just gonna be on stage we'll talk to you guys we'll let you guys kind of run the combos we love that we want to do that and it also helps us never run out of things to talk about because we can talk we can talk (laughs) we can really talk We we can talk 